welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about The Club episode five, where we mysteriously jumped in time. So we're going to talk about that. A little confusing for us. And a lot of stuff went down. We get some more badass Matilda. We get some more troublesome Rochelle. Things are pretty much just going along. Um, I am not drinking any tea, but I am drinking a Sprite. So that's exciting. The change. I thought you were a, a Coke all the way like me. I am, but I, I did online grocery delivery and I allowed substitutions and they substituted oh. my lime Coke for lime Sprite. <laughs> Interesting. I don't have anything. Sophia, you're huddled under a blanket. You should have some tea. I know, but I only have green tea, which I don't like. Why do you have it if you don't like it? Because we we got it because we were sick. We had like a stomach bug and um, apparently it helps. I, I don't believe it, but whatever. I didn't I have it. I don't necessarily know how it would help you. <laughs> exactly. That's why I was like, <laughs> okay, sure, <laughs> whatever. Mm. Yeah, I need to buy my Earl Grey tea, which is the only actual kind of tea I like. So I will eventually. <laughs> it's been really cold. Like last week was horrible. It was like giving me winter vibes. I guess it's, is it fall? Kind of? No, no she's north of the there's equator. No, there's no seasons. Oh. Yeah. I know there's no seasons, but. Technically, I mean, technically, it's just Bogota being very, very cold <laughs> because it can. Just because she's, it she's only saying winter vibes because she lived in like a place with seasons and can compare. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What would be. Boston has true winter vibes. <laughs> yes. yes, true winter vibes. <laughs> Help me. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so now Sophia is going to take us through what we think happened in this episode. <laughs> so the episode starts with our friend Chelebi being young. Um, and he's writing this letter where what I understand is that he's telling Matilda to stay away from Mumtaz. Am I right? Am I wrong? I think that's what Yeah, he's saying don't trust Mumtaz, yeah. Which, well, and th- it's odd, I guess, because like, well, they also show him initially, it's him like writing the checks or something, and he's having some sort of flashback. Oh no, he's not writing the checks. He's writing the list of people that need to be fired because yeah. they're not Muslim. Yeah. So he takes this list to our friend uh, Orhan, and he's like going through each person's job and um, how they're not Christian. So <clears throat> one of the big thing, one of they're not Muslim. One of the big things is that some of the people that he needs to fire have really important jobs. Like they can't be fired just from one day to the next. And it's was what he tells Orhan. Like for example, there's the gaffer, which is the guy that does all the lighting for the show. Well, there's different, you know, professions. So basically he's, Orhan says like, you need to start replacing these people. Um, you need to find someone who can do their job. And Chelebi kind of tries to fight 
I don't know if it's because it's actually really hard to find the people or just because these people that he has set up are the people that he can control very easily. I think they probably are hard to find. Like these are very specific skills. Yeah. And he's in a big hurry to do it. And so then we go to, um, is this like an engagement ceremony? I couldn't really tell. Seems like it's an engagement party, which comes out of nowhere. (laughs) Comes out of nowhere. Um, I had no clue who was getting married to whom. But then we find out. The scene, yeah, I think it's supposed to be surprising. Oh, that that she made that. It's a rash decision, and they're like showing that it was very rash by like, boom, they're already engaged. Also, like, there's no, there wouldn't be like dating. Like even even today in Turkey, like it's kind of 50-50 people dating versus just like immediately getting engaged. So. I wasn't surprised. What is more those like real names? Is it Mordecai or something? Yeah. Probably. I don't know. So they're dancing the Hora. Hora? Is that what it be? Okay, yeah. Um, and Rachel goes to the bathroom to like check her pad. Um, and it's clean. So she hasn't gotten her period, which is worrisome because she had um steamy car sex with Pichi <laughs> Ismet. <laughs> which seems like a very 50s thing. Maybe it's because I've watched Grease one too many times or something, but it seems like a very 1950s. Another instance of like in real life, getting pregnant is like quite difficult, but in the media, it'll just be like immediate. (laughs) Very true. Very, very true. Well, I don't Um, know that getting pregnant is very difficult when you're 15. I think that's kind of the problem. Still, like even people in their 20s who like, you know, are fully planning to have a family will have to like time their cycles, et cetera, like perfectly for it. And it requires a lot of thought. Um, so, I mean, again, all these movie and TV show characters just happening, happening to be in the right moment in their cycles. It's a little bit yeah. hard to believe. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think it's also like the likelihood of getting pregnant just the first time you have sex, I think is pretty yeah. low probably. Yeah. But this is educational children no this is what they do though this is what they do in american sex said they're like even if you kiss you'll get pregnant don't do it (laughs) abstain that's why i was joking that this is educational so they have to (laughs) teach people that um you can get pregnant the first time you have sex i guess yeah well also i mean this is gonna be kind of crappy but like he's an older man who's had sex with a lot of people and he's managed not to get them pregnant he should kind of know better too i don't know I mean, we don't know with peachy smith he might have a whole peachy. brood of children <laughs> might, yeah. unbeknownst to him or beknownst to him <laughs> True. um so then she gets out of the bathroom and selim is there and he's a true celebrity everyone wants a picture with him um and he is being himself and he's like no well yeah of course i'd love to take pictures with you but i also want to take pictures with the bride and her mother and my gift to everyone is um the song that i'm going to give these newlyweds um he talks about how his father really wanted him to get married so he's never going to do it just to not please him although we also know it's because well we've hinted at that it's possible because it's because of his sexual orientation as well and so he's just like being the life of the party as he usually is. And he kind of said, he also says that he doesn't want Matilda to be alone. Like he was, he wants to show that she has someone in her life. 
and I can't quite read Russia and I guess we can discuss that later but I I don't know if she seems pleased or displeased with him so then he dances with Matilda this like and he's singing this song about like he's sad today because of this great love of his past that he's remembering and all this stuff so then we have a montage of like him singing and Matilda like dressing him and everything and she so then we we find that um Shelby's like paying the employees and he decides to fire this man I think he's the Jewish one that he, Matilda talked to earlier wasn't it or like Haji talked to earlier I'm not sure oh uh, the no the one the two people who we see get fired in the episode one is Greek and one's Armenian Agop is an Armenian name and Yan is a Greek name oh so I don't remember well, who I, gets fired first, but I don't think either of them were Jewish. I think first it's Agop. No, first it's Yanni and then it's Agop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was, well, it, he's the guy that was talking about Matilda not getting the day off for Shabbat. For yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and so she so she she's with Selim and she gives him a gift because it's Baidam. I don't know which Baidam specifically. I think it's a I'm guessing it's a Muslim Baidam. Like a, I don't, I don't know which one either, but I, I'm thinking it's uh, a, 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 the Muslim, one of the Muslim religious holidays. Yeah, that's what. It, well, is there any any Muslim religious holiday that's like near Purim? I don't. know. I mean, it changes, right? Like, like uh, yeah, the Baidam after uh, Ramadan is like tomorrow, but next year it'll be like in March. So true, it could be because lunar calendar. Yeah. Anyway, there's a Bairam and it's recurrent in the show. So Selim like leaves and he's just like chilling. And so then Orhan is like, oh, I'm going to make this the biggest show ever. We're talking with radio so we can do a live show. And Selim gets like super arrogant. And he's like, I'm not doing any live show in the radio. Like if people see me, they need to see the whole thing. So like get like a TV gig or I won't be in it. And so then Selim like sees a TV in the window of a shop. And I think he, oh, he sees a radio, not a TV. I don't know if it's that he's thinking about the radio thing. I thought it was, he was thinking about the TV thing, but no, I think, so he like sees a phone and then he thinks about when he called his dad and his dad hung up on him. And then he thinks about how his dad told him that only real singers are only on the radio. Yeah. And then he decides to do the radio. It's like quite a few steps of logic, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then there's this guy who comes and takes all the flowers that Selim gets like after his performance. And basically what they do is they get all these flowers and they sell them again, <laughs> which is really crappy. I, I feel like it's kind of smart too, but what are you going to do with yeah. all those flowers? It's so tacky. It is tacky, but at the same time, I'm a person who does not like receiving flowers because they just die. So I'm like, hell yeah, resell them. (laughs) I mean, there's some nice ones. I like flowers, but I do agree that it's really frustrating that they keep dying. Yeah, I like. I I appreciate the sentiment always, but I'm like, uh, I could have, I could, I could have eaten some candy, or like, you could have gotten me something else. True. Um, so then the people are going into Chelebi's office to get their um, wage, but he's telling a few of them like, oh, and there's your severance too, or like compensation. I think he, it says in the subtitles, but basically he's saying like, 
you're fired don't come back and they're like what the hell is is going on and um so then um agop tells yani like tells haji like you need to start learning everything about the show because you're going to be the next gaffer like i know i'm going to get fired soon basically <laughs> so then yani comes out and he's really upset and matilda gets really annoyed also and she hears all the commotion and she's like telling agop not to worry um but obviously he's very worried and she she picks a fight with chelebi i can't remember what it was i think maybe she's like saying that yani shouldn't get fired or something i can't remember exactly what it is um no she just like digs at him for like skimming on their wages oh um, right and she calls like- him assis but she calls him like his old name right or something like in the office when they're speaking privately oh. but she also like sammy said dig- takes a dig at him publicly in front of everyone when she says like to Bhatia the thin mustache creepy <laughs> one yeah um that because like Chidebi tells him to stay back after the show and tidy up Chidebi's office so I mean because Chidebi's like embezzling money and doing all sorts of fun stuff um it's it gives him a scapegoat to have to like be able to say that someone was in his office after hours but Matilda knows this knows the game he's playing so he's so she was just like have someone with you um while you're tidying up so this yeah. one this one can't <laughs> blame you for what you know his his own theft we shall see no I mean I don't think that's no. gonna really come up again because she's like outed him <laughs> and humiliated him about it so he wouldn't do it like in this case but oh. I can't remember if he does it in the future he probably does <laughs> Probably. Um, so then we have Rachel and Mordo coming out of the Lux Cinema which we know outside is where Peachy Ismet usually has his cab. So she comes out of the theater and my impression was that she was hopefully hoping to see him a little bit. Um, but it seems clear that she's not that comfortable with Mordo um, or maybe she's really just trying really hard. And then it starts raining and she gets super excited and she gets all wet and, you know, she like kisses him and everything, but like, it doesn't feel right. I guess. I think she just felt a lot more passion and like a lot more spark with peachy Ismet. And I guess at this point, she also already knows that she's pregnant. So she's probably saying like, I need to make it work with this guy or I'm screwed. So then we see peachy Ismet. He's at a party, but he goes out to the balcony and like, looks at the rain wistfully um, <laughs> that was so ridiculous thinking about the woman he loved and lost i guess i don't know but yeah. he really loves hanging out with these americans anyway so weird yeah i don't know I, he seems to reluctantly hang out with them but like they're inviting him to some pretty fun parties so i don't yeah. know he needs to get his smile on yeah and, and both russia and him are having kind of like their kiss in the rain flashbacks and then Rachel is throwing up so we know that she's pregnant because it's a tv show and nobody throws up unless they're pregnant yeah um and so yeah she tells um Matilda that she was wet that she got wet and like Matilda offers to make her some tea and she says the movie is interesting and then Matilda's like okay when you're in love, like your eyes are bright and you have like this sparkle in your look, but you definitely look, don't look like you're in love or happy. Like, I don't know if you're rushing this marriage thing, but I, 
I'm worried and whatever. And she says she's happy and she's fine and everything will be fine and whatever. And then Matilda goes to work at the club and she commands this man who's taking the flowers to sell them to not do it again and to not take anything from from Selim's room unless she says so. And then we see that Orhan's mother seems to have like dementia or Alzheimer's or I don't know. And she has like this, this paranoia. And it seems to have something to do with the fact that her and Orhan's father were Greek or are Greek. Um, and they apparently, I mean, my conjecture is they just took on a new identity to hide it. Because apparently, I mean, she speaks Greek when she is not in her, like when she has some sort, I don't know what they call it, episode, I guess. So Orhan gets super upset. I'm obviously probably also because he's getting nominated for this Turkish Entrepreneur of the Year or whatever thing. And so obviously that ha- like is taking some, like putting some pressure on him. And he calls all the household staff together and tells them that his mother is moving to Bursa for the hot springs and like he won't need their services anymore. And like, please not, don't talk about my mother or what's been going on with her. So then um, Matilda goes to the kitchen to get a cake um, and she overhears Chalabi like getting super angry at the flower guy. Um, and telling him that Matilda's not his boss and doesn't get to tell him what to do. And then Chelebi is like upset and he closes the door. Uh, Matilda's there and she calls him like Mr. Aziz. And he's like, no, I'm Chelebi. Like, don't do it and don't tell people what to do because this is like my place. Um, and he gets really angry and he decides to fire a gop as well just because he had a fight with Matilda, it seems to me. But the issue, as we know, is that our friend Haji is like very bad at his job, has no clue how to do the gaffer thing. Makes sense, like he's probably just learning, but um, he's gonna have to learn quicker, it seems. And then he has a conversation with Orhan, I think. Oh, so what happens is Selim decides to take the radio offer and he says it's because he wants to reach more people. Um, and Orhambe is pretty pleased about it. And then uh, we go to a scene at David's house and it's like this, it seems like a Shabbat dinner. Um, not that the, now that um, Rachel and um, Mordo are engaged. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like a classic meet the parents scene where it's like, a lot of women kind of giving Mordo and Rachel advice about their life and everything. And she gets pretty frazzled about it because I think it's hard for her to act normal <laughs> as well. Um, we've known her to have a lot of outbursts. So she goes to the kitchen to try and help with the meal. And then this woman who I'm not sure who she is, I know she's a relative, but I don't know if it's his mother or who she is. And she gets like, kind of annoyed by the questions she's asking and like how she's telling her that she shouldn't work she's not going to work if she's going to get married and all of these things and that she like he'll just want her to have some kids um and that's what all of the women do and like that's what god's gift to the world is anyway and you like really need to have a child right away 
but I think that also puts her on edge because we know that um, she's pregnant, obviously. <laughs> um, so I think that triggers her for sure. So she gets really upset and then she burns her hand um, very probably because she's so nervous about this whole conversation. And he gets there and she's like saying like, this is really stressful. Everyone wants to tell you what to do. Um, this is such a long night. Where's my mother? What the hell is going on? And then she sees that this woman she's with in the kitchen actually overheard the whole conversation. Um, so she gets really upset and she leaves right as Matilda's walking in the door. And um, then they have a conversation once they get home. And Matilda's like, you can't get this overwhelmed. These people are going to be your family. Like, I'm sorry I was late, but, you know, this is going to be your life from now on. Like, don't you think you're rushing into this if you're so stressed? Like, maybe this isn't the way for you. And she tells her that she thinks she's rushing it and that she should probably wait. Um, and she says that she went through something similar too. And Rachel says, like, you have no clue what you're talking about. Because she says that she's marrying Mordo out of spite and that she's not going to be happy and she's never going to be happy and getting married is like a lifetime commitment. Um, and so she, well, Rachel starts crying and is like really upset. Um, and then there's Pichi Ismet hanging out at his usual place. And Tasula comes to see him. And she's like, oh, like, I didn't realize you look at everyone this way. Like, um, you're at it again, always like hitting on girls and stuff. And she tells him that um, Rachel is, is getting, is engaged. And then she's probably going to finally be happy um, after all the things the guy did to her. And then the guy with the creepy mustache. Well, she gets to the club and guy with the creepy mustache goes after her. I guess trying to start up a conversation with her start by saying like there's no tissues and that oh because she's sad she's crying after mm -hmm. this conversation because she kind of realizes that Ismet loves or cares about Russian more than he ever did about her I think and so Selim is like being Selim and very excited and extroverted and wearing pink lipstick also <laughs> um and he he like finds out oh he there's a mistake with the lighting i think the cue is wrong or something it seems i, I guess they don't fade out the lights i, I think that's what it is I, i'm not sure about the details i just i mean he was just saying that it was all wrong basically yeah so. basically so he gets really really angry um and he's like where's that go up like i need to find him because he did everything wrong and Shelby's like what's wrong and he's like I need a go up and he's like a go up no longer works here and poor little Haji is like with his head down I know. very sad like oh um, <laughs> it was me and Selim is like really angry and saying like who did this and Orhan of course comes here and tells him that like he obviously finds out about this and is like really pissed off as well. So he, they have this conversation because Agop was one of the people that they needed to fire. But Orhan's like, I told you to fire the non-essential people first and then we can fire the essential people once we have like qualified people to train them. So obviously everyone's like super upset and Chalabi comes into the dressing room and like apologizes to Salim and uh 
Selim says like, I'll accept this, but it's not going to happen again. Like you need to fix this. Like, I don't know what you're going to do. And he tells Matilda to shut the door in Chelebi's like face. And he's saying to not count on, like Matilda shouldn't count on Selim that much and asks if she's going to fire him. Um, in the meantime, if no, if Chelebi's going to fire her. In the meantime, uh, somebody's knocking like crazy in Rachel and Ismet's door and on Rachel's door um, and it's Ismet. And he's like, I heard you're going to get married. Like, congratulations. I don't know if he's drunk. He seems to be kind of off. I agree. Um, I thought yeah. he seemed kind of drunk or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so basically he's like justifying himself and saying that he hit her just because she lied to him. Why? Well, she insists that it's because she's Jewish. And he's like, no. And he calls her Isel, which is weird because he knows that that's not her name. <laughs> but obviously she still loves him a lot. Like she's looking at him with those puppy dog eyes. Like, I love you, puppy dog eyes. So she's clearly very into him. Um, and then as Matilda leaves, Mr. Creep is like lurking into Sula's door. And they have sex in this kind of like dressing room thing. And Matilda gets home and she finds, oh, Chelebi having a chat with Rochel. <laughs> and she's like really angry about this. And he says like, oh, she doesn't know her mother killed her father. Um, and he's like, I hope she doesn't find out all of a sudden. So he like threatens her with outing. Well, like sharing these details of her life with Rochel. So obviously like he always wants to have the upper hand with her and he kind of manages to do that too in a way yep. so he's getting home and that's the end of the episode yeah <laughs> so i don't know i feel like this episode is like tensions are mounting <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to move on into our gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. Where do you guys want to start? I feel like everything's kind of... Yeah. I think it's... There's a lot of tropes on, in the show and episode. Like, I think we've talked about a few of them, but I think one of the big ones that we haven't talked about, which I think is also a huge trope, is like, if your mother or like your parent goes through... Uh, some specific life events especially like specifically like teenage unwanted pregnancy then like you as their child are very likely to go through the same mm. like I think they're showing that there's a huge parallel between like Rachel and um, Matilda's story which I mean I think it's crazy that because usually like the mother or like whoever lived through that experience is like doing their best so that their child doesn't go through the same experience. So I guess it's like the whole irony of like something that someone's tr like trying really hard not to happen to you ends up happening. Yeah. Matilda got there too late. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, she would like one morning and it was, it was too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess like in general, before we get into specifics, uh, 
was there a time jump here yeah yeah but i think i mean it was like i, I think it was literally like a week a or weeks. so yeah or a couple of weeks like it, it's supposed to be jarring like okay. it wasn't it wasn't like someone dropped the ball and forgot a scene like they want us to be like wait who got engaged wait she got engaged wasn't she with like peachy smith uh -huh. like, i think that's what it's supposed to show how rash Rashad is like we already knew that but like truly how rash she is like she's willing to make like a life-altering decision just despite ismet mm -hmm. okay <laughs> and mortal's like very convenient she knows he has a huge crush on her yeah, yeah. Um, poor guy it's like very appropriate like community the community will like be all over it because like keeping it within the community and all that <laughs> um so, and Mordo's not going to question it, so. Right. And he's well off, right? Seems like, so. yeah. yeah. But he has a lot of aunties, or I don't even, are they? Yeah, they seem like aunties. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Did his mother die or something? I don't know. One of them could be his mother. Yeah. One of the people that Rochelle gravely insulted <laughs> in the course of five minutes <laughs> could be. Oh, she's such a jerk. <laughs> yeah, but they were also being like very like I, I understand why she was like overwhelmed by that conversation. Yeah, I understand why, babies, babies, why babies. she was overwhelmed for sure. Yeah. That was horrifying. But like, yeah. come on, that kitchen is like literally the size of a closet. Like, what are you yes. doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I mean I think I think she's just like also really overwhelmed because she knows that she has a baby problem and she needs to solve it ASAP. Yeah, and they keep talking about babies. I think she also is probably trying. This is a conjecture. This could be a really long shot, but I think she's also trying like to get more though to be more sexual with her because like that's mm -hmm. the way that she'll cover her tracks. But he probably does not feel that comfortable like with being very sexual yet. Right, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I I just rewatched Bridgerton season one because season two was like the best thing I've ever watched. I don't know you guys really? have watched it yet. It's I, so I good. <laughs> Cause I I didn't really like season one that much, but season two is my shit. Anyway, in season one, <laughs> um Marina is like a character that is pregnant, knows she's pregnant, and knows she has to find a guy really quickly. And one of the things that she ends up doing is trying to make him have sex with her before marriage so that she can say like, oh, it's his baby, which I don't know that Rochelle is thinking that far ahead and clearly Mordo would not be into it, but mm -hmm. it's a similar vibe for Mordo. I mean, I think, I feel like it's also a very like classic, you know, medieval royalty story as well. Mm -hmm. I think it happens in Vikings too, where like this English princess slash queen like has sex with one of the viking kings so she can say that she has this child but then the guy i don't remember how like finds out that that kid is not her kid his kid Ooh. oh how would they even know back then yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i think he says that he never had sex with her or something oh okay well that would that would tell you that would yeah. be a problem yeah <laughs> Um, I like that Mordo, when Rochelle like goes out into the rain, Mordo was like, what the fuck are you doing? You yeah. are so weird. And they're all wearing like woolen sweaters and stuff. Like this shit does not dry out quickly. Like what are they doing? Yeah. 
And is Matt going to go back into that party with like his sweater yeah. soaking wet? Like <laughs> also, what a weird party. Like it's just the dancing. I couldn't yeah. tell if it was a dancing party or a cocktail party. It was like a mashup. I think they were, they, they, I think yeah, it was a dancing both. party. Dancing <laughs> fueled by cocktails. <laughs> but like, why? Like, do they think it's like cute to invite like the locals? So that's why they have like a random taxi driver like invited. I to guess there. so. And I think she also like has sex with him often. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He's like her boy toy kind of thing. Right, yeah, right, right. Although, um. I think he does remember they said that he works he works for the embassy part-time I yeah he's like driver, a chauffeur so. but, yeah, it's, but still it's like in it they're clearly inviting someone of a different social uh stratum just like yeah. for, for yeah. shits and giggles they find it amusing yeah <laughs> for sure um okay orhan's mom this Ooh, is starting to really disturb good. me yeah yeah as as sophia called i think in episode three like or there's no way orhan comes out of this show being the good guy <laughs> a club owner <laughs> we know there's something going on there but yeah this is scary starting but I, I wonder like i feel like it's really hard to like if you're greek then all of a sudden just pretend you're turkish like change your name and act like a whole new life i don't know i'm wondering if it has and this is complete like out there but like, I wonder if it has something to do with the, his father's death. Cause I don't know, we see like his mom is like drilling him to like learn Turkish and I don't know, something's going on there with that family history. I'm sure we'll learn about, but I'm sure something traumatic happened to cause them to do this. Yeah. I mean, also this is kind of like a, maybe an ignorant suggestion on my end, but like there were a lot of Greeks who didn't, who spoke Turkish. So like she didn't necessarily have to speak Greek for her to be Greek. Of course, yeah. I think they just didn't, this is never explained in the show, but I think essentially they didn't want to get deported to Greece where they've never lived and they don't know anyone. Yeah. So they just took on a new identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they well, wanted yeah, to keep their speaks- money that they've earned over generations. And the only way to do that is to pass as um, Turkish Muslim. Muslim. Yeah. Makes so, sense. Yeah. And they were fortunate enough to, I guess, be able to learn Turkish to the degree of like not having the minority accent, like Yani does or Tosula, for example. They have mm-hmm. accents when they or like they have, they speak a slightly different dialect um, of Turkish, like with the flavor of Greek on it. But like uh, maybe then Orhan don't they like speak quote unquote Istanbul perfect Turkish? So yeah, they pass really well. They probably at, train at what cost? yeah really (laughs) it's also worrying that he he fired all the house staff like couldn't he have just like they should he should have some like trusted people like i don't know just say like i'll pay you double don't tell anyone no there's too much like benefit of ratting someone out and you would get you'd be promised a cut of like their fortune and stuff like you'd have to Mm. give them like all your money to start with to buy them don't they already know no. Don't they already know enough information? Like, they know that she's speaking Greek. Mm-mm. No, they don't. Because remember like, when she starts speaking, he, like, forcibly covers her mouth, which was disturbing. Yeah, and then he he, he says that, he tells the, um, like, the maid that comes up the, the stairs that they were talking amongst themselves and she should go away and also bring all the other staff with her when she comes back. 
yikes, that situation doesn't seem like it's going to go up anytime soon. Mm-hmm. No, that's definitely the, one of the, probably the worst subplot in the series, like I've said before, mm-hmm. <laughs> is their story. Ooh, the, the family? Worse in, yeah, worse in terms of like saddest to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. Not like the worst written, but like the just most painful. Yeah. Because it was his, his mom who suggested that he get in the running for that award, right? I don't know if she suggested it. I think she was saying that like, I, 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 she was saying she was proud and stuff. I don't think she like pushed him to do it. I think he's been, I, I feel like he couldn't say no to that award. Like someone approached him and said, we're going to nominate you. He can't be like, I don't want to be nominated because one, he's trying to keep his business afloat and this is a good way to get investors. And two, like, this is again a period where every thing about everyone is being questioned and there's like heightened sensitivity around the entertainment industry slash you know that whole part of bail being mostly historically controlled by minorities and the turkification that they're after they being like the government so it would have just drawn too much attention people would have been like you know what's up with this guy look into him if you look into him a little bit you're gonna start to see something's off with the family because there's probably like no records of anything but before like 10 15 years ago right hmm. very easy to blackmail therefore must go along <laughs> <laughs> with things yikes another yikes that i feel like is developing is um batiar i think his name mm-hmm. is who is yeah. stalking Creep- tasula creepy skinny mustache yeah <laughs> I mean, I just feel like he hasn't done anything wrong necessarily, but he just seems creepy. And they're also building Tasula up a little bit as like a good person mm-hmm. um, from like the way that she reacted to the other guy getting fired. So stands to reason that if she's going to be good, then something bad's going to happen to her. <laughs> Otherwise she'd yeah, be she, doing something bad. <laughs> yeah. She's a good person who has everything stacked against her. That's what they're building. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their sex appears to be consensual, right? It is, but it feels not more like yeah. <laughs> he, he's there, so I guess I'll just go with it kind of thing. Right, right. She's like, I feel like she kind of knows how the story ends when like, because I'm sure men have shown interest in her before and bought and harassed her. So she's probably like, well, I know like this can end like in violence, like, or I can just like give him what he wants mm-hmm. and hope maybe move on um, from there which is horrible. Yeah. Okay. So about Cillium, do you guys feel like we needed the sad daddy issues backstory for Cillium? Cause I feel like he's kind of a fully formed character in my mind without having that stuff. And like being as flamboyant as he is in the world, trying to make his art, I feel like he has enough struggles as it is. Like, I don't really need him to have a daddy issue that he keeps referencing like we need it for like future things it's set up okay well he already had the thing where his mother came to visit him and he couldn't perform because he was so overwhelmed yeah do you guys think that okay so from that letter at the start i wonder if chelebi well obviously i'm speculating as to why he hates matilda so much so i wonder if it's because he liked her or it's he's just spiteful that she didn't do what he told her in the letter but he also remember wants to like 
have sex with her slash somebody wearing her earrings. So I don't know. It's like a love hate thing, but like, yeah, he doesn't, he won't fire her. Right. Even though she like demeans him publicly. So it's very weird relationship. I don't get it. I think he doesn't want her out of his sight because that's like, at least he feels like he has some power over her Mm. now that he definitely didn't have. He didn't have the power to influence her when she was pre pre jail and all of that. Um, And he was writing that note to her in the past to warn him about, warn her about Mumtaz. Like, I think in his mind was an act of love because he was from the same village as Mumtaz knew he was shitty um also Mumtaz treated him pretty poorly too and like mm-hmm. the one flashback of him getting led to his like living quarters um and then of course I'm sh- you know I'm sure she either didn't get the note or didn't care when she got it so he's like I'm sure part of him is like well all this happened to you because you didn't listen you didn't know that I cared about you mm-hmm. and like now I'm gonna punish you for like it's just it's really fucked up obviously but um like you were like I forget who said it but it's like a a really messed up intertwining of obsession slash quote-unquote love Mm -hmm. if we can call it that and yeah just like spite and hate and being really angry even though like she's obviously done nothing wrong (laughs) yeah and I'm also worried about Selim setting himself up in opposition to Chelebi because I feel like Selim has no idea the legs to which Chelebi will go right or like Orhan's like precarious situation right right no one knows about that so he's not really and the fact that Orhan allows somebody like Chelebi to be running his business is also yeah not a good sign yeah I think he's also not aware of the extent the true extent yeah he he could be more plugged in with his business for sure um Mm -hmm. he he's delegating to a fault almost um yeah, I think I I, th- I feel like things are just kind of like getting more and more tense. And I feel like next episode, I don't know, something's going to go down. Next episode is going to be the part one finale. So this was released in two parts, um, one in September 2021. And then the second part, so episodes seven through 10 in January 2022. So yeah, episode six, if I remember correctly. I mean, they all kind of have a cliffhanger just so you like keep binge watching but I think six ends with a special kind of cliffhanger type note um that people had to wait on for like two and a half three months gotcha okay so we need to make sure that we're recording uh six and seven within close proximity so we don't have to wait that long (laughs) yes Okay, so now we're going to move on into our history section. And last time I think we did food, but the time before that was pretty heavy. So we're still recovering. So we're going to do something pretty silly (laughs) or not silly, depending on your preferences. And we are going to talk about the best kissing in the rain scenes slash kisses in the rain from pop culture uh, because of uh, Rochelle's very disappointing kiss with Mordo this episode. I was just going to set it up with some context from a film blogger about why rain kisses are 
such a common trope or like this person's <laughs> belief as to why they're so common in okay. movies. There's like dozens of examples of it. Um, it's because like they can, it's basically, I mean, it's, this is common sense. It's, it's the intensity comes from the fact that there's a very unpleasant environmental thing happening at you. You're in the rain, which is not instinctively not where animals or human beings want to be because you can get sick or, you know, being cold and being cold and wet is no fun or it's not healthy, etc. But despite being in that situation that we're primarily opposed to and instinctively want to dry ourselves off and take shelter, despite being in that situation, you're continuing to um, kiss, which is in and of itself an intense moment in a film. Um, you're continuing to do that despite the environmental situation being very unfriendly um, to being outside. <laughs> and also from a camera standpoint, you've got the movement of the like two people kissing as well as the movement of the water, the kinetic mm. energy from that. So it makes for an extra sort of visually an intense viewing experience. Uh, so it's a great climactic moment for cinematographers uh, to have. And so that's why when we'll talk about it, so many romantic moments that stick out in our heads happen to be kisses in the rain because just like naturally to our eyes it's very striking to have the water as the falling water plus the main characters kissing so sorry go Sophie I think you had some to share that you that stick out to you no I was just gonna share um the one that's the most iconic to me that comes to mind um in the original Spider-Man tri trilogy where he's like hanging upside down mm -hmm. and he kisses Mary Jane in the rain upside down. I feel like that's yes. a classic romantic for, for sure. rain kiss. And because it's upside down, it's like, yeah. you, don't, you literally don't have that, I don't think, in any other movie. <laughs> true. Very true. I think that's the one that sticks out the most for me. I mean, I feel like the notebook kiss is pretty. All right. Yeah, epic. the lines too, like the very quotable um, speech. <laughs> <laughs> um, some older ones that I actually haven't seen. Um, Breakfast at Tiffany's um, hmm. apparently has one where um, Audrey Hepburn's character Holly Go Lightly in the final scene kisses. Um, Wait, 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 sorry. Because I haven't seen this. I'm trying to like read the context here. Okay, so she's, Holly is looking for her cat, whose name is Cat, <laughs> in an alley under heavy rain. And uh, Paul Varjak, her what kind of love interest, um, is watching her. And, uh, no, and then she notices him watching her as she's like looking for Cat. And then she finds Cat. Um, and then they kind of approach each other and in the, this continuing downpour with an actual cat under her coat, <laughs> they kiss. <laughs> um, and it's it's the final scene of the film. So I guess the whole movie is building up to building up as Holly drifts away from Paul. Paul is not interested or like acting not interested. She has a journey of self-discovery and maturing. And then at the end, she's like, okay, fine. I am actually into you. Let's do this. And then they have the, <laughs> the rain kiss with, with a cat in between them, soaking wet. Poor cat. That's like it. I know. Um, 
there were some other older oh well singing in the rain i feel like that whole damn movie is like a rainstorm and they're singing <laughs> and there was a kiss i've there never a kiss. seen it i did i i saw it like maybe like 15 years ago so I, it's very fuzzy but true to its name there's a lot of rain and a lot of singing and dancing <laughs> and a kiss at least one kiss probably multiple um given that i feel like it doesn't really stop raining at any point <laughs> um do you have any sammy I do. I found a list. <laughs> do it. I've got Sweet Home Alabama. Mm. Never seen it. It's on my uh, list too. <laughs> Enchanted. Oh. Which is uh, what's her name and McDreamy. Amy Adams. Amy Adams and McDreamy. Patrick Dempsey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and James Marsden <laughs> is also in that. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Not sure what number that is, what? but <laughs> when? I think I think that's the one where like. Uh, Will like fa- finds out he has to be on that cursed ship for like his life. ever, yeah. Mm. And like he has to be like he's basically Davy Jones at that point, and oh. so she's like, "Let's get married," and then they get married, <laughs> but like he's gonna be on that damn ship. So <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the first one probably a hundred times, and the remaining ones like never, or maybe once. <laughs> So I don't remember the plot of any of those movies, (laughs) even though I've seen them a lot of times. I think At World's End is, it might be the fourth one. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Any Hugh Grant movie is probably pretty good. Mm -hmm. Match Point. I don't think I've watched the entirety of that movie ever. Oh, Match Point is the Woody Allen movie, right? I don't know. I think it's with Scarlett Johansson and uh, uh, this guy who plays King Henry VIII. I can't remember his name. Oh, um, Jonathan like, Rismeyer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and okay, and the tutors. Um, Dear John, which is an absolutely terrible movie, <laughs> Nicholas Sparks movie um, with Channing Tatum and Amanda Seyfried. Oh, I love Amanda Seyfried, but yeah, she not Seyfried, she shouldn't yeah. have played in that movie. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's not their faults, but yeah, it's pretty bad. I think isn't Safe Haven also a Nicholas Sparks movie that also has a yeah. rain kiss? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> um, Daredevil, the Ben Affleck uh, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cinderella story we were talking about before recording. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chad Michael Murray and Hilary Duff on the football field, iconic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Okay. I told Sammy this too because I thought she hadn't seen it, but she has. But since you haven't, you got to watch it. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Maybe it is here. I don't know if it's here because we have a different catalog, sadly. I'm thinking it most likely is because yeah. uh, there's, you, well, unless there's the same number of streaming platforms available in Colombia as there are in the US. Um, t- Netflix tends to own the international distribution rights mm-hmm. even for more more things than they do in the U.S. Um, okay. Like my Polish Netflix was much better than my U.S. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, now there's a ton of streaming services. Here. Yeah. Now there's Star Plus, Disney Plus. Star Plus has everything that Hulu has. Then there's okay. and it has like live sports. I think it's also a Disney um, owned. Mm-hmm. Um. We though I think the only one we don't have is like well not the only one like Paramount Plus or like Peacock or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a list of romantic kisses on TV. 
please go with ahead. images <laughs> uh pretty little liars i haven't I seen watch that show but vampire diaries which i don't remember it. but doesn't surprise me uh teen wolf revenge that was a good okay, show yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did watch it was good for a while then it got really bad yeah yeah, yeah they really ran out of plot um parenthood good show yeah that's a good show uh the oc okay the office which oh when when um, they when he proposes yeah, yeah. i don't know the gas station jim and pam the office yeah yeah, yeah he proposes <laughs> at a at a like driving between scranton and new york i think he proposes at like a gas station romantic <laughs> uh sex in the city that surprises nobody um one tree hill mm-hmm. sounds right mm-hmm. friday night lights also sounds right yeah which wh- between who julie and matt that was julie. a weird couple i wasn't into that the coach's daughter and yeah the, yeah, yeah. And then the skinny guy who could have never been a football player. Right. <laughs> he was the backup. How I Met Your Mother. Sure. They kiss okay. all the time. Uh, friends. Okay, Ross sure. and Rachel kiss in the rain, apparently. Mm-hmm. A Heart of Dixie. Another Teen Wolf. Heroes. <laughs> uh, another One Tree Hill. And there you go. <laughs> that really just illustrates how common this is. It happens all the time. So, yeah. you know, Very but it's usually more romantic than Rochelle kissing Mordo. <laughs> yeah. Not like that was like a sibling kiss. That was uncomfortable. Yeah. We're all involved, including yeah. New York. It felt very yeah. <laughs> So now we're going to move on into our favorite and final section, which is what the fuck, Sultan of Success and Fatima's hit list. Uh, what the fuck, as also kind of, as always kind of scarce for this show, but I want to shout out Rochelle combing her hair. I don't think I've ever seen somebody comb their hair that weirdly and slowly and like hit their ears that many times. It was bizarre. <laughs> I think she just was very upset by everything. Um, Also, like as a curly haired person, I don't think I would do that to my hair. I don't, I mean, it probably ends up super frizzy. I don't know. I wouldn't suggest it. Mm -hmm. Did you have any more? What the fuck? Sorry, Sammy, that I interrupted you. I didn't. (laughs) Hmm. I guess I'm a little what the fuck to the show for having selim sing matilda a love song and dance with her like i think their friendship is adorable and i i like their vibes but like i don't understand why they would do that to those two characters i think it's like a beard situation yeah i guess so i mean i think obviously as as gee said a few episodes ago like he's clearly I mean, not clearly, because I don't know how that worked in that time. But, like, he seems to be gay. But, like, that's not something that would be socially acceptable at the time. So, and plus, like, probably they wouldn't want someone who's 
openly gay to perform at the club like there would be a, a huge amount of issues for him probably yeah i i just like it, either they're friends or they're like discussing a beard situation but like having them like him sing to her serenade her and dance together while everyone looks on i feel like it's kind of just like middle situation undiscussed kind of confusing yeah true what are your what the fucks i don't think i have any but <laughs> i just thought it was odd that he's wearing pink lipstick <laughs> a performer's got i guess that's <laughs> well he he does wear like extra feminine colors like i know he's a performer but got to pop on stage yeah, yeah no i i agree it's he's definitely pushing a limit of what is socially acceptable well and then i i guess it's to roost yeah i guess it's also what the fuck that we talked about like why do these people keep inviting peachy isma to their parties like, <laughs> or yes. why why is he still interested in being with them like what's his deal He's, he's clearly not a fun party guest. Like he's not adding to the party vibe. No. I don't know. That lady doesn't seem to take a hint. She just wants a fuck buddy. That's it. Yeah. Anywhere with the fucks? All right. Sultan of success. It's a tough one. <laughs> I'm gonna propose our dude Haji for getting a name. Yes, no longer Pete Davidson. But he failed. <laughs> he failed at he the He did fail. Time. He got publicly shamed for failing at his new job, but uh, he has a name now. Maybe the, what, I can't remember his name, the Bhaktia? Mm-hmm. A weird creep. He finally got the woman he was. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to give him a cry. Yeah, I can't condone anything that he. What does. about Matilda for getting in a sick burn on Chilibi in front of him? Oh yeah, and oh, an but... awesome cake. Well, that cake looked know... good. Yeah, she doesn't know what's coming to her. Like probably next episode or the one after, she's gonna get a fun little surprise in the form of a grandchild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, the, oh, remember? Okay, this is a what the fuck for Netflix. And I ha- I hadn't wanted to say it because I didn't want to spoil, but I kept getting the little images and Matilda, and not Matilda, Rachel was pregnant in the little... Oh, okay. that's so shitty. Yeah. Yeah, that's messed up. So it was a spoiler for me. What the fuck, Netflix? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't think this is a long-term success at all, but... Mordo's probably like decently hype right now because the girl he's like true. probably had a crush on his whole life um is down to marry. <laughs> That's a good choice. That's a good yeah, choice. I'd be happy to give it to him. Yeah. He deserves a win. <laughs> he does, poor guy. Such poor a nice, guy. nice boy. Yeah. <laughs> also has some fun stuff coming his way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Fatma's hit list so many candidates so yeah it's hard for the opposite reason because like we need to send her loose on half the cast probably yeah <laughs> Chedebi for sure Bastia for sure for being yeah. just so disgusting and creepy yeah um Orhan for giving the order n- what order to fire but, people oh uh, I feel so bad for Orhan I can't ever <laughs> <laughs> he has so much trauma <laughs> Um, oh god, who was I just thinking of? There was someone else super shitty. Um, it completely flew out of my head. 
I lost it. There was a third person I had in mind. <laughs> oh, Ismet, always. <laughs> yeah, also. he didn't do anything that bad this episode. I mean, he no. made out with Rochelle, but like, yeah, that's par for the course. Well, he also excused hitting her because. Yeah, because she lied. She lied. That's like, true. I mean, lying is bad, but it's not. I was hoping he was going to apologize, but no. <laughs> um, okay, so then between those three, <laughs> who are you guys? Sicking Fatma on. I hate Ismet. <laughs> I I agree because I hate when you invite people to a party and they don't hold up their share of the social obligation to make it fun. You know? That's, that is reason to kill someone. That it is. is. A very good <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, great. We're agreed. <laughs> Okay, so congratulations um, to, wait, who's our Sultan of Success? Mordo. Mor- oh, yes. Congratulations to our Sultan of Success, Mordo. Um, we hope only good things are coming for you, but we doubt it. So we're going to give you a little pat on the back now. <laughs> um, watch out to Ismet for being a terrible party pooper and also excusing his domestic violence and explaining it away. That sucks. Uh, next time we'll be talking about episode six, which as Esgi said, is the last episode in part one and very excited to see what happens in the kind of semi-finale. So looking forward to it. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>